0: Welcome to another edition of Union Money. I'm Ryan Hirsch. This evening, we're once again focusing on short-term insurance. I returned to the office recently and it feels like that the last two years never happened. It's quite amazing how we adjust. During this period, many individuals and companies reduced cover substantially to save on premiums and may have taken insurance moratorium. Now that it appears that everyone seems normal, what advice, Craig, would you dispense? About people now because they've gone back to work we're driving more we, we're driving a lot more with our cars you know maybe we cut back on some of the insurances you know lots of profits companies maybe didn't have the stock what's happening
1: so Brian it sounds pretty obvious but the first thing is to make sure that the covers that you reduced during the time uh, of lockdowns and times where you were trying to save is to reinstate those covers and obviously you know time has moved on and it's very important to ensure at replacement value under the house owners and householders section of your policy and if you reduce your cover from comprehensive to third party fire and theft on the motor vehicle section of the policy obviously reinstating it back to comprehensive more cars on the road and unfortunately results in more accidents.
0: Okay, Craig
1: I owe you an apology. I've
0: got so many emails that I thought I better get to these emails quickly because I often get complaints after the show. You never got to my email, you never took my call, uh, you know, you didn't answer the questions. Let me welcome you to our viewers we have got Craig Poga from the Poga Group, and good to have you with me, Craig. I mean good to be back, I think you said Brian. to me this is the 80th time that you're doing the show with me.
1: Absolutely. Because I hope you learned something from the
0: show. So Craig, taking this one step further, and with clients now re- reducing premiums, having pre- premiums increased? I mean, what has happened to policies? So and, you know, if someone says, I still want to save money, what's your view on taking high excesses?
1: So, Brian, yeah, I mean, the market's hardened, insurance rates are definitely increasing. This is driven by uh, more increases in power surge claims, weather-related uh, claims have also increased. And obviously, as mentioned, with everybody going back to work now, you're having more accidents on the road. So our view is, very, you know, is, is one of cat- catastrophe, ensuring for catastrophe. And what do you mean by that? Making sure your house owners and your householders is correctly covered. Very often people insure items under the aura section of the policy, which is the expensive part of the policy, for items they no longer own, or no items that they no longer have. And if they do have jewelry items, we always encourage them to move them into the safety deposit box, where the rate is reduced considerably.
0: Craig, when you talk considerably, it's substantial.
1: Substantial. I mean, no it's no
0: b- an eighth, a, 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 a tenth, of a sixth, what, what, what do you estimate?
1: Absolutely, yeah, in that view you correct. Substantial saving, obviously it's very important to make sure that, again, and the items that you have specified, jewellery, cell phones, laptops, and just make sure that you're ensuring that the correct values, because very often these items have reduced and other items have increased. So just make sure that you're paying the correct premium under those sections of cover. With regarding voluntary excesses, again, just consult your, your broker and just see if that insurer incentivizes you to increase the excess. Very often the discount is minimal. And we don't suggest it. And very often there is a substantial saving. But let let your let let your broker get you a quote to see if there's there is a saving on the table if you increase your excesses.
0: Craig, at the incidence of, of water damage, of you know storm damage. I mean, we really haven't had a summer. I mean, I, I can't ever remember the only the only the only. The only individuals in the world if you can call them individuals, having a wonderful time are ducks but other than that we've had the most enormous amount of storms has, has, have you found a lot of claims increasing in that area
1: definitely i mean we just don't have to look too far back over the weekend there was a substantial uh, you know claims obviously over the weekend and very important Brian is just to adhere to the terms and conditions of your policy and what do we mean by that is just to make sure that your roof is well maintained that you have considerable waterproofing and you get companies professional companies to have a look at it and make sure that you've ticked all the correct boxes and and, and made sure that you're actually mitigating against this because obviously um you know the insurance companies don't pay for wear and tear or any maintenance related claims so one needs to take caution and actually make sure with all the storms and the related claims that we're having the weather related claims that you're doing everything that you can to maintain your house so you say, get on your roofs and
0: have a look. M- make sure the leaves are all gone and that the gutters are clear and that type of thing.
1: Absolutely, Brian.
0: Yeah. One of the discussions I had with a um, short-term ombudsman who was on my show a few months ago, that if you fail to pay premiums, I mean, they can repudiate the claims. Uh, now, I understand that you know, there, may, there may be very reas- many reasons why premiums aren't being paid. But un- and also, insurance companies normally give you a grace period. But what, what is happening in that? I mean, you know, st- consumers are struggling. Um, I think consumers are going to be under a lot more pressure with interest rates rising, because most working South Africans have debt, whether it be house, um, on your bond or car, And now with new interest rates rising, that part of their take home power is going to be used up. So premium, I mean, people, so are you finding debit orders not operating and that type of thing?
1: So Brian, yes, debit orders are, are the, we do having a higher number of unpaid debit orders. But the insurance companies in the event of a claim would look at their client's history in, ter- in terms of how many unpaids they've had. You know, very often the insurance companies have systems today that if you do have a, a failed debit order, they can res- resubmit that debit order very soon thereafter. Alternatively, some insurance companies double debit following the first unpaid. But in the event of a claim and there's an unpaid premium, very often insurance companies will just put a hold on the claim. And when the premium is, is paid and met, then they'll, they'll, they'll obviously fulfill the obligation in terms of the claim. So again, it's very important that you, you consult your broker, let your broker know that this is what's going to happen. So we can proactively go to the underwriters and advise them accordingly about the circumstances around the unpaid premium.
0: I must apologise to viewers, um, we're not taking calls this evening, we will take calls from next week. Craig, I'm going to get straight to the emails, first email from, from Avril in Newlands. She says, what cover falls under
1: a general insurance policy? Would that be relating to personal insurance? So general insurance is obviously, it could be personal, which is obviously motor, home, contents and the aura section of the policy. And then you have business insurance, which is obviously fire, business interruption, theft, accidental damage, and public liability. So when we refer to general insurance, it's the the
0: umbrella of all the different types of covers.
1: Absolutely, correct.
0: Then Craig, Barry in East London says, my wife recently went through a traumatic fraud on a bank account. She received a call from the bank who told her that her money had been taken out of the account. She told them she'd call back. She called them back. She called on the right number and answered the bank and fraud department. She w- they went through it. They said, we're going to close your account. They closed her account. And then they said, we're now going to p- we now have stopped the money, but we've got to put it back into account. They had all her details of previous deposits, of previous spe- expenditure. And then they came to the most important question. They said, we want to put the money back. They reopened her account. And then they said, we need your PIN number.
1: So, Brian, we're hearing more of these yeah. kind of circumstances,
0: and so the Avril is asking: she's heard about fishing cover, and that you may have that cover, and
1: is, does such cover exist? So, Brian, when we refer to the previous question about general insurance, no, general insurance won't cover uh, you for these type of uh, incidents. So, one would suggest that we look at cyber liability. Cyber liabilities available for individuals as well as for for businesses, and it's very often talked about now. You know the circumstances around cyber crime and what's involved and how we do it to mitigate, and very often in these scenarios, cyber liabilities policies offer relief, depending obviously on the circumstances. So today, it's not just about you know you know just looking at your general insurance. It's a look about getting into the detail and things like cyber liability, and again. There are, indipa- there are insurers out there that are offering both individual cyber liability protection and commercial. And uh, one would definitely need to have a look at it and, and, and get your broker to, to get a quote for you.
0: She was indicating that, is, that the householder's policy would cover for that,
1: is that so, automatically. So under the personal liability section, there's very minimal cover, Brian. And often, depending on the type of policy, you have limits range between two and a half to 5,000 Rand, but that's more credit card fraud. Um, it's, not the, it's not the advanced cyber crime that we're referring in today's terms. And also the cyber liability has a lot of wider and more extensions than the actual general insurance policy that one has. So one would need to see exactly your, your risk, your appetite for risk, and work out exactly how much cover you need. And because, remember, cyber liability and the limits that you pick, you can't say, well, is it the replacement value of your home or your contents? So you need to engage with a professional and understand what is your appetite for premium and what is your appetite to actually take on how much cover you want to take on in terms of that. I mean,
0: most people listening tonight and viewing the program would say, well, I'll never get caught. I'd never give my PIN number. But she explained to me they were so convincing. That in the end, when they said they're going to put the money back in the account, but madam, we've closed your account to protect you. We're going to put it back in that. All the details, ID, everything. And then the last question was, and
1: money disappeared. So, your yeah, Brian, as I said, it's cyber and it has become very advanced. And again, it's very technical and very specific subject to underwriting with, with most insurance covers. And uh, again, we suggest that one looks at this very seriously. And
0: what would that cover when you say cyber? Would it cover something, an incident like that? Wh- so how w- what would it cover in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a business?
1: It depends on the policy. In terms of a business, very often it's, it's, it's in the cyber world. So one would need to hack into a system. Ransomware, as an example, would be covered. Um, a, a, again, if, if servers are, are hacked and one can't operate their business, as a result of their server being compromised by cyber, uh, by cyber crime, a lot of these policies offer relief in terms of time, time going down. And what's also important is you're dealing with professionals that how do you manage these kind of scenarios and actually deal with it rather sooner than later, because with cyber you only, get your, your, you only start dealing with a claim once it's happened or once it's happening. You can't deal with it pre. You can obviously re-underwrite and make sure that you have all the protection and firewalls. But once the incident occurs, then you have to manage it and see and minimize your loss to the business. Craig, are you recommending to clients they take this cover? Definitely. They have to consider it. And based on my suggestion is what's happening in the market and how frequently cyber crime is happening, we're encouraging all all companies, to have a look at uh, cyber liability insurance. Is it expensive? So again, okay, Brian, it depends on the limit that is that is required. So you
0: select the sum assured. Correct. Mm. Words, w- you know how w- what you'd like to be paid in, in the event of having to recreate your documents or whatever the case
1: may be. Correct. And it's very advanced. A lot of the underwriters scan the network at that business to make sure that uh, the, the, they've checked all the firewalls and the precautions that the client has. So the underwriting is is very advanced. So, uh, again, you know, that for us is very important and one needs to actually go through the motions to make sure that they have the correct cover in place.
0: I would imagine that that check is very, very appreciated by companies to understand how protected you are, how your cyber walls are, you know, to make sure that someone contacts you.
1: And very often it doesn't cost the companies uh, money in terms of actually getting the system checked and and scanned. It's, It's referred to as a vulnerability scan. And uh, very often the underwriter engages with the client and says, well, we'll do this as an as, as underwriting check, but more importantly to benefit you in terms of cyber protection. And
0: Craig, would that cover if you've got a cell phone, you've got information on your cell phone, your cell phone is stolen, or would that, ex- would that be excluded?
1: No, that, so that would be excluded. Again, it depends on the type of policy uh, because you need to make sure what extensions you have and how you have in terms of extensions. So, for example, if a laptop stolen, and information is compromised and it affects the business from a cyber point of view one would be able to have a look at that but again brown very importantly no cyber one policy is the same you need to make sure what you're buying you need to make sure the covers that you have and the extensions that are included
0: well while you all think about that we're going to take a short break we're coming back shortly stay tuned